Is this a book club? I think so. Maybe? I'm pretty certain. Okay, guys, this is a book club. Definitely. Reading Roundup. <laughs> that is the topic of today's episode of Dude, Is This a Book Club? Um, we're going to talk about probably not all the books that we've read this year because there's a lot. lot. Um, You've read considerably more than me this year though. I have. I'm almost ashamed. Yes, 40 books. That's... Pretty impressive. I'm pretty proud of myself, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I bet you that there's people listening to us like... 40, that's it, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I read that in a week. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? Like, we've all got busy lives, and I know that, like, I speak for myself. Like, if I could, I would read all day, every day. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, you can't. You know, realistically, no. we've got jobs, we've got homes, we've got families, we've got other things that we have to tend to, and, yeah. you know, so... I don't think anybody should ever be shamed for how much they have or haven't read. Like I know there's been years where I've read a lot more than I've read this year. Yeah. And there's been years where I've read a lot less. So yeah. I think it's it's all relative to what's going on in your life at the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think because you've done a reading challenge, so you did twenty book, twenty fiction and twenty non-fiction. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to do a reading challenge next year, like the same or different or? I don't know. I might. I might up the amount a little bit, but I don't, I don't think I'll, because obviously it was, you know, 20 fiction, 20 non-fiction, obviously 2020, you know, that was the point of it. I don't think I would split it like that again. No. Because I'm still, even though I've loved the non-fiction that I've read this year. Yeah. I'm still. I mean, that was a challenge in itself, wasn't it? Yeah. You were a bit concerned at one point, like, how am I going to find 20 non-fiction? Yeah. Because we're and both fiction readers first, aren't we, really? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I I'm definitely still am. I have found that even though there are non-fiction books that I love. Yeah. And that I would quite happily pick up and read. I'm still, first and foremost, a fiction reader. And so I don't think I would put that that limit on on yeah. a reading challenge next year um so I might just like up the amount that I read I don't know we'll see <laughs> I haven't decided yet I mean my challenge this year was to try and like alternate between fiction and classic mm. um or not even fiction just something and classic so that every yeah. other book was a classic book mm-hmm. um because my knowledge in that area is quite lacking so that was my goal and I've utterly failed but only because I found them so hit and miss. Like, I've either loved them or I've absolutely hated them. <laughs> like, absolutely hated them. Which classics have you read this year? Um, so I've read Pride and Prejudice, which I love. Love. I think we'll probably do an episode on that. In yes. We both love that we book. We both love that book. Um, I read Frankenstein, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I think some people find it a bit slow, and it is different, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, like, incredibly well written. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um, Wuthering Heights, which I love. Another favourite of mine. Another favourite of mine. Little Women, which controversial opinion alert. I hated. (laughs) I hated it. You would not believe how many times I've heard that, guys. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to like it, and I liked some of the characters. And I like. We'll probably do an episode on it, like like a full rundown in the future. Yeah, but. I just found it really slow. I found it really hard going. Mm-hmm. Like I just just didn't 
And another one that I've read this year that like I wasn't a fan of was Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, which which we have very different opinions on because I love. I think we need. To I love, love just Emma. About that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. <laughs> I read Alice in Wonderland as well, which right. I don't think I. I don't have a strong opinion about that one. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It just. I like the quirkiness of it because I like quirky books. Yeah. I don't think it was like the be all and end all. No. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, it's not one of my favourite classics. I don't know whether because growing up you know the story so well yeah, that by I the time you read seen... the by the time you read the classic, like the actual the the original book, it's it's almost like it's too familiar. And, and so I found like I just got so bored of it. Interpretations of it as well. Like yeah. over the years, like you see like different films and like different cartoons and different like yeah, you'd see so many different interpretations of it that when yeah. you just came to read it, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It just I yeah, I think I just it, I was too familiar with it by the time I actually sat down with the original book. So yeah, that's not one of my favourites. No. I mean I I wouldn't say it's one of my favourites, but I, I did enjoy it. I just wouldn't rave about it like I would some. Yeah. I think, like, generally this year, I just don't think I've had a good reading year. And I think that's, like, such a rare thing, because normally I pick up a book and I love it. And yeah. it's really hard for me to say I hate a book. And I don't like stopping. If I'm reading a book, I'm reading it, and I'm going to read it till the, the end. Yeah. You know, I'm going to read every word in that book. Yeah. But there's some books that I've really struggled with this year. And I think that's why, like, towards the end of the year... With my read it, my challenge, my classic challenge, I just kind of like ditched it, mm. um, and I think that's why I haven't read as many books this year because, I mean, even the books that weren't classics, I've read some like duds this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, what has been your? This is probably a mean question to ask, given that you've just admitted it hasn't been a great reading year. But what's been your favourite that you've read this year? Well, yeah, okay, I haven't had a great year, but I have read some like great books this year. I read I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which we did an episode on. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that book. Yeah. I loved Pride and Prejudice. I loved Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read Where the Crawdads Sing, mm-hmm. which was like a fairly new release. And I loved that as well. I, I absolutely breezed through that one. Yeah. So I definitely have read some books that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. And I've read some that have just been okay. And then, then there's been the ones that I've really not enjoyed. Yeah. Um, what about you? Could you? Because I mean, you've read so many this year. I have. <laughs> but if you had to pick, I don't know, say five. What are your five favorite books that you've read this year? Oh if wow! If you could only read five of them again, do okay. five fiction or five nonfiction? Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Um. Okay. Right. Well, I'd. I mean, on on my fiction list, yeah. Every year, every year I read White Fang. I yeah. never tire of that book, so that is going to be one of my top five, obviously. Yeah. Um, trying to remember what else I read. Uh, the obviously <laughs> I'm just going to go with one of the. I'm just going to go with the first Witcher because even though I loved that whole series, like the first book was obviously what yeah. set off that. So. Definitely going to go with The Witcher. Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 
Really? That was one of the first books I read. And do you know what? I stopped thinking about it all year. Like, the, I just... And it's really, it's really surprised me because I didn't... I didn't think that it was going to be one that I was going to, like, fall in love with. But... And I, it wasn't... Like, it hasn't been a dramatic thing either. Like, I finished it and I was like, I love that. Like, I did enjoy it. But I wasn't like, oh, my goodness, that was amazing. Like, I loved it. And, like, it's just kind of... It surprised me. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good solid book, and it's just it's just stuck with me. Um, and then the Fruit Bowl, um, by Dominic Holland, (laughs) and oh, I love that book so much. That one, I literally when I finished it, I was like welling up. I was, oh. I was, yeah, there was tears, and I, you know, when you finish a really, really good book, yeah. and you just have to kind of, like, sit there for a minute, yeah. once it's done, and just, like, process all of that, yeah, that happened with the fruit bowl, yeah, um, see, I had one book this year like that, yeah, yeah, carry on, finish what you're saying, I oh, okay, interrupt you. um, how many was that, was that four? Oh, yeah, know. White Fang, which, uh, <laughs> 20,000 Leagues. Yeah, Fruit Bowl. Fruit Bowl. And, oh, I'm really worried that I'm going to, like, say one and then look back at everything I've read and be like, oh, I should have gone with that. But the what the other one that's come into mind is Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that Wait is... Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one... Um, it's really different, isn't it's it? Such a, it's such a different way to write a story that I love that as well so oh I'm so excited that you said that yeah because the one that I was just about to say that like really like got me yeah um the way that the fruit bowl got you was Tuesdays with Mori which is by the same author oh yes of course yeah yeah. so Tuesdays with Mori I literally read in a day yeah it's it's not a long book it's only like a couple hundred pages Mm. but it's just so profound and I know like some of the reviewers because I, whenever I've read a book, mm. I form my own opinion, and then once I form my own opinion, I like to know what other people think. So I will go and read the reviews after, yeah, just to see what I agree with and what I disagree with, and if I can see anything from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And there were some people that said that like Tuesdays with Mori was maybe a bit cheesy, or you know that it was a bit preachy about how you should live your life. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just it really just opened my eyes to something I don't know it really made me evaluate my life in a and I know it sounds really deep but it, it is yeah so Maury was Mitch Albom's professor yeah and he was diagnosed with um I can't remember what it's called um um motor neuron disease Okay. I kept trying to think of the... Because the, the Americans call it something different. Um, you know the ice bucket challenge that everybody was doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was for motor neuron disease, but they call it something completely different. They do, yeah. Yeah, so I always... Like, whenever I try and think of it, I always think that I'm going to say the wrong thing. And then I get it confused with multiple sclerosis, which is something completely different. That is something completely different again, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, so, yeah, he was diagnosed with motor neuron disease, which is a really horrible disease that just ravages your your body basically yeah um and mitch hadn't been in contact with maury for a long time mm-hmm. and so he got back in touch with him and i think he was a bit embarrassed because he hadn't spoken to him for so many years 
And when he was in college, he'd been really close to Maury as his professor. Mm-hmm. And every Tuesday, they would, you know, meet up to talk about studies or whatever else they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he did then. Every Tuesday, he went to see Maury, and they yeah. would talk about a different like thing in life you know whether it was about love or relationships or and Maury was like a professor of um, like sociology psychology right and he just had such an amazing view on the world mm. he really did he was just such a wonderful person and he wanted to carry on teaching about life and death whilst he was dying right so it's it's a really profound and sentimental, and it really does make you think. Yeah. You know. So that's but yeah. So Mitch Albom also wrote the Magic Strings of Frank Capasto, which is a fiction book. Yeah. And it's completely different. Completely different. But yeah. Again, it's written from like, I don't know. Mitch Albom writes from a place that is really intense. I think. Yeah. Like he writes like in a very sort of sentimental way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Mitch Albom. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, <laughs> that's one that's gonna have to end up on the 2021 list because you've been trying to get me to read that all year, <laughs> and I've yeah. had so many other things that I've just been like reading and getting through that. But you know how you said that you were interested to see like how I would react to the Elephant Whisperer. Yeah, I'm interested to see how you react to Tuesday with Maury because I want to know if the way it affected me is like normal <laughs> or if I'm just like ridiculously like hormonal or something yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to know if it has the same impact on you that it had on me yeah like I and I'm dying to I mean that's the wrong word to use when I'm talking about this book yeah but I'm I'm just I need to know how it makes you feel mm-hmm. and you know how it comes across to you because to me it just came across as something so genuine and heartfelt um and yeah it just it was a gut puncher, <laughs> so I absolutely loved it. That's, I mean, that book for me was definitely the highlight of my year. Like that yeah. was my favourite book of the year, and I think I'm going to read that every year until I die, just because of the lessons that I felt it it taught me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't stop talking about it for like six months. <laughs> I think I've only just stopped talking about it, and now I've started talking. Yeah, about and now I, can't I stop. yeah, put <laughs> like, it back up out. again. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. We've only got forty other books to talk about. Which stop yeah. talking. <laughs> Okay, so non-fiction for you. Oh, okay. Well, Elephant Whisperer, definitely, hands down. Okay, that was obvious. Yeah. Um, The War on Women was another one that you're talking about, like, gut-punching. Yeah. That is... That's just incredible. It's... Was that the one that completely changed your perspective on... Was it that one? Yeah, I mean, like, it definitely, it it was another one that took me by surprise, because you think, you think as a woman, you know that that women, like, have obviously have suffered, do still suffer, you know, there's so many equality issues that have gone on and that are still going on, and you think that you know that, and you think you get it. And then I read this book and I was just like, I I just couldn't, it t- completely took my breath away as to how harsh that reality is. Right. Um, like, and 
the the author's giving statistics on you know violence against women that, that's happening like and she she says things like in 2018 and i'm like is it sort of like focused is it like a global approach to the statistics or is it like a uk is it like focused on like the lack of equality like in general like in countries across the world it's or? a bit of both because right. she talks about different thing different situations in different countries yeah um and so you get kind of like country statistics and then you get like general global ones as well um but you know though that it hits home when you're reading what you're reading about um the fact that the years that those statistics were gathered is so recent and you just kind of realize there is still so much that yeah, needs to be done. Commonly, people think it's like a thing of the past, don't they? Yeah. You know, they think that, like, equality is... We're all good now. Yeah, we we yeah, kind of... fine now. Yeah, we sorted it. Like, yeah. But it's just not the case at all. No. And it's very... But it's... And I love that it's written... The way it's written as well is that it's just kind of like, this is how things are. There's no... Bias. There's no bias. It's not like an attack on men. It's not intended to to rip men apart. That's not the intention at all. It's like, a it's like this is happening to women now. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Like that's kind of that's the way it's written, and I appreciate that as well because obviously, like there's a lot of a lot of stick around the equality issue in that it's just women hate men and that's not the case at all like it's that's not what's happening like these things are genuinely happening to women and we just basically want them to stop so you know um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's yeah that's that's another one that's really really um i think that's an important one and i would recommend that to most people as well um what else have i been reading um there's so many books, guys. 40 bucks on my word. Um, Do you find that, like, the lockdown has, like, blown your memory? Like, I can't I can't tell you the difference between, like, April and July. I really yeah. don't. I don't know which month. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of all just, like, like yeah. It's just gone, like, January, February, lockdown, December. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. I can't pinpoint when I read what book and try and, like jog my memory that way because it's just one big blur um but i would have to say 31 songs by nick hornby okay nick hornby is an author that i have discovered this year that i've just like fallen in love with i think his writing is just it's right up my street yeah it's very it's very casual it's 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 almost like there was a few times, because I've read three of his books this year. So I read High Fidelity, yeah. um, 31 Songs, and Stuff I've Been Reading. Yeah. So... Um, like a, a book that I would enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you really like his style, don't you? Yeah. The way he writes is like, you you get you get absorbed in it, and it, but it just feels like you're having a conversation with somebody familiar. It's a very casual way of writing, and I really... I really like it and he's got a very like 
he's got a very dry sense of humor he's very right. he's got a very sarcastic sense of humor which is very me <laughs> <laughs> very us yeah um and so yeah i appreciate i really really enjoy his writing style um and all, I, I've enjoyed all three of his books, but 31 Songs is probably the one out of the three that I enjoyed the most. And that is basically, he writes, it's basically a book that he writes about 31 songs that have shaped his life, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a massive, massive music fan. And so you kind of... It was my two favourite worlds collided, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I very much I enjoyed that. Um, I would probably say, do you know, I would say The Last Rhinos, which is another one by Lawrence Anthony. That one I loved. That one, like, rips your heart out because the... And if you can't... If you can't stomach violence towards animals, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, well, it's a bit more graphic. Then. It's a bit more graphic. It's he. The, I mean, the challenges that anyone in conservation work in Africa faces uh, towards like dealing with poaching on rhinos and everything is is horrific. Yeah. Um, and you get more of a graphic documentation of that in in the last rhinos. Um, but again, it's an incredible book. Um, and I would also say that, um, Babylon's Ark as well, which is the other one that he wrote. Um, that is, that's also amazing. Um, yeah. So that would probably be my five non-fictions. If you had to choose your least favourite book of the year, what would it be? Oh, now then. (laughs) Do you think, like... Because obviously I said I've had a very, like, mixed year this year. Like Yeah. Like, I have read some good books this year. Like, I, the way I started off made it sound like, oh, I've had a terrible reading year. <laughs> but I think because I'm so, I, I love everything I read normally, so it's really strange for me not to enjoy a book. Yeah. But the fact that I've not been blown away by so many books this year, I just feel a bit underwhelmed. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, I did read quite a lot of good books, but there are a few that I've just been like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Are there any that you felt like that about? Because I don't think there's one that you've read that you've gone, on. Oh, no, I didn't like that. No, I don't think there has been. Um... Not even Moby Dick. No, do you know, I was just thinking that, <laughs> and I... I enjoyed that book. I didn't... I... I enjoyed it, but... The the issue I have with Moby Dick is that... It's like talking to somebody who constantly goes off on a tangent. Like me. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, no. No. Like, because I appreciate a good tangent. Like, you know, I'm, I'm partial to them myself once in a while. Think you'd be fine if you didn't like no. <laughs> But it this in with Moby Dick, I found that it was to a frustrating degree, right? Where it was to the point where it was unnecessary, and I was like, "We need to get back to the story. I want to know what happens. <laughs> like, you have to I just tell me." No, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's probably the one that I had 
the most issue with maybe mm-hmm. um um which i is very like it's very conflicting for me because i did really enjoy the core story and if you take out all the tangents that i think it's a i think it's a brilliant book um but there's a lot of information that just it just didn't need to be as long as it is basically right and yeah, i found that hefty, yeah i yeah. found that frustrating yeah um yeah yeah i think that's probably yeah i think my least favorite book this year mm-hmm. which i'm sure is going to be highly controversial um was the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime which right. was hugely popular yeah when it came out and i'm pretty sure it's been turned into like a stage show and but i really didn't enjoy it at all no no only a short book it didn't take me long to read it yeah i just didn't enjoy it i felt i felt like the characters weren't sincere i felt like there was things that didn't make sense i think right that, like there was things that were like over exaggerated mm-hmm. um so the the basic plot then mm-hmm. is that um there's a child who's got additional needs and to me, the way it's written, it's intended that that child is supposed to be autistic. And it was marketed as if that child is autistic. Right. The author has stated, I never said that, basically. Right. He basically said, I never said that the, the child was autistic or had Asperger's or anything similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's clearly got additional needs. And I felt like at the beginning... He's made out to be like quite a likable character, but in the second half of the book, I felt like he was a very unlikable character, and I felt like there was a shift in his capabilities that wasn't like in the first half of the book. Mm. His like capabilities were, you know, very limited, and it was like things have to be very particular, or very ordered, or very specific, and that you know he had a very specific you know, coping strategy for managing his health mm-hmm. and his wellness. But in the second half of the book, I feel like the author was like, nah, never mind. Like, you know, I just I just felt like it wasn't consistent. Right, okay. I, it, I felt like the writing wasn't consistent. Yeah. I felt like the characters weren't consistent. And, I mean, it's even just, like, stupid things. Like, at one point, he goes on a train to London on his own. And, like, a police officer, like, gives him a bit of attitude. And I'm like, that wouldn't happen. That's not realistic. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that just weren't... I just, I really hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. I really did. I just felt... I feel like I can't describe how much I hated it. Um, because I, you know, I really wanted to read that book. You yeah. Know, I really wanted to like it. Um, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't get on board with it. Mm-hmm. And it's even stupid things, like, the mother would write letters to the son, who was the main character. Yeah. And they would be, like, misspelled. And I'm like, what does that add to the story? I don't know what you're trying to achieve by making this, like, such a badly written letter. Yeah. Because it's it wasn't... So, basically, the dad had told the son that the mother had died, and it turns out she hadn't. Right. And then he found out in the second half of the book that she wasn't dead and she'd written to him and these letters were just sort of, you know, sorry. 
I left kind of thing. But the, the fact that they were misspelled and, you know, poor grammar and that kind of stuff, it didn't add anything to the story. Yeah. It, it was completely irrelevant. It, it was unnecessary. I right, just didn't... Okay. I hated it so much. <laughs> and, like, Emma and Little Women as well, I just couldn't, couldn't get on with them at all. And another controversial opinion I read, This Is Going To Hurt by Adam Kay. Yes, yeah. And I, I really did enjoy it. I thought he's, like, really hilarious. Like, I really, you know, his anecdotes are funny. You know, what he was saying was funny. And yeah. Like, it is shocking, the experiences, because he was a junior doctor, so it's like the, the diaries of a junior doctor. Right. Um, And it was funny. You know, like, some of the things that he was coming out with, I was literally laughing out loud as I was reading it. Yeah. But then there were some things that I felt really uncomfortable with. Like, he... He insinuated, I, I can't remember the exact, so I think he'd gone to view a flat and they'd taken it off the market mm. or something like that. And then they came in for a scan, um, for an ultrasound, and they didn't want to know the gender of their baby and he let slip, bunny is, the gender of their baby. Right. And it was insinuated that it was like a, oops, what have I done? But he did it because he knew who they were and like, you know. Right. And I just felt like things like that, I don't know. Why would you want that put down in print? That's my question. Like, because that's not cool, is it? Like, no. to do that. And like, there were some things that like, really beggared belief. You know, mm. things that patients would say or do or expect and the same with the people that he worked with or for. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there were things that, like, really beggared belief. Mm. Um, and it wasn't his actions necessarily. It was things that he'd experienced. And I really do agree that, you know, he obviously had some terrible experiences. And it's obviously a really hard job. And that junior doctors really don't get the credit they deserve. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, there were some aspects that I felt were a bit... Just things that just made me a little cringe a little bit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know you've got to have a sense of humour and you've got to be able to... But I just think that's real people that you were talking about or, like, their experiences and they may not seem like a big deal to you, but to them it might have been earth-shattering, you know? Yeah. Just felt there was, like, a little bit of lack, lack of, I don't know... There's just something missing from it. I just, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read another one of his books. I don't think. Okay. But I do, I did appreciate the comedic elements of it. Yeah. But I'm really hoping that 2021 is a better reading year for me. Mhm. Mm I can't wait to get started on reading for 2021. I've had a good year, so I'm like, I'm hoping that that's gonna continue into 2021. Um. All right then. So, final question. Um, if you had to pick one to recommend to anybody that ever asks you, like you, one book from this oh. year to recommend to people, to all of our listeners, assuming that we have any, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one book, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you recommending from your 2020 reading list? I don't know if I could pick one. Um, I think 
the one that I would. No, I can't pick one. I can't. So you're spoiling the game. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, fine. You pick one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It is, but I'm not going to give up so easily. Um. <laughs> Can we make it three? Can we pick three? Three recommendations each. Okay, go on then. Okay, so I would pick Tuesdays with Maury mm-hmm. because, like I said before, I found that really profound and it's a short read and I just, yeah, it just gave me a perspective on life that I think I needed at the time. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Tuesdays with Maury. Um, and the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Well done. I'm <laughs> going to say that in every episode we ever do, ever. Just because I've so Just because you've got it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I have managed to wedge it into every episode so far as well, so I think I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> I just, I really liked the format and I really liked, I just, that had a bit of everything in it for me. Yeah. Um, and. Maybe I should just leave it at two because I can't pick a third. You asked for three, <laughs> and you didn't even have three in mind. I know, well, where the crawdads sing, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But I can see how it wouldn't necessarily be for everybody. But um, it doesn't have to be for everyone, it just has to no, be... No, I know, but I feel like I really I really want to say, like, either, either Wuthering Heights or Pride and Prejudice as well, because I really enjoyed those. Uh, yeah. So I can't I can't pick between those three. They're, they're like a tiebreak. So there we go, that's my six that I'd recommend for this year. <laughs> You've completely cheated your way out of my question. I couldn't proper. <laughs> okay, um, so three would have to be um, The Elephant Whisperer. Okay. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, the Fruit Bowl. The I would, hole. yeah, I would recommend that. That is just yeah it's so it's so cleverly observant of human nature like it's just it's not you know like there's it's it's written to make you feel something you know there's it's not like fantasy it's not like big explosive things happening it's just it's about ordinary people it's, living an ordinary life yeah but it's yeah it's brilliant book brilliant book and then a third one's probably gonna have to be the witcher <laughs> just... see that's cheating because that's eight books okay fine the witcher <laughs> the last wish because all you need is the first one and then you're in that rabbit hole my friend <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say okay. so yeah, there's my three. I play this game better than you do. Um, well, I don't like playing games. If I could say, like, one book to avoid, I would say avoid The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. I would say if you want to read a book about living with a child with autism or Asperger's or additional needs or about a person with any of those things, I would think that there is a considerable number of books out there that would do a much better job. Yeah. A much better job. So, I, yeah, if I could say avoid one, I would say avoid that one. Which one would you say to avoid? 
No, you yes. can't do that. I, I love, why would you be so mean? I loved all of my books that I read this year. <laughs> my game was fun your game is mean <laughs> yeah sounds about right <laughs> oh, why would you do this I thought you were like giving them birth then <laughs> you genuinely sounded like you were in labour <laughs> no um, if you could pick one book out of all the books you've read this year that you think would suit the least amount of people like people that you think is like the most niche or the most because obviously you didn't read a bad book this year so if you could say to one like a, uh, you think of like there's hundreds and thousands and millions of books out there yeah so if there was one book out of yours that you would say to me not to bother reading knowing my taste and what i like what would you say oh good grief um that was supposed to make it easier i gave you like a whole criteria and everything yeah i know well, do you know what? I would probably end up saying that it's going to be one of the classics that I read this year then. Because, okay. like, obviously classics is becoming more and more of a, like, less people reading them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would say... I would probably say Moby Dick, then. How did it take you so so long to get to that point? Because I knew well, you were because, say that. because I was kind of torn with Jude the Obscure. Okay. Like I enjoyed that. Um, that's a book that surprised me. Right. Um. And like I love when a book does that, but I don't think the the writing style. I don't think Thomas Hardy like. I don't think that would appeal to a lot of people. Okay. So I think you have to be a classic lover to read Thomas Hardy's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of, it was a coin toss. But I think with the whole more information that you need aspect of Moby Dick, I think that is that is probably the one that I wouldn't recommend to people if they're going to get annoyed by it. I genuinely thought you were going to start singing The Witcher again then. <laughs> <laughs> No, I am not going to sing on our podcast. <laughs> I probably will at some point. I think you did earlier. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I do tend to do that quite a lot. So what books are you looking forward to reading in 2021? Oh, there's so many already. I'm making, I've started making a list already. Have you? Yeah. I've got like a mental list. Like I've got like a, yeah, I've got. Because I bought so many books this year, I just didn't get round to. Yeah. I mean, there's more classics. There's so many more classics to read. Um, See, I'm, like, really concerned. Because, obviously, I read Pride and Prejudice and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I read Emma and I hated it. Yeah. And I'm really concerned about all the other Jane Austens. Because I want to read them all at some point, And I'll probably add mm-hmm. a couple of them to my list for this year. But I'm really yeah. concerned about which ones I should avoid and which ones I should go with. Because... I think you should read next because you loved Wuthering Heights I mm-hmm. think you should read Northanger Abbey okay. because I did that in when I studied Wuthering Heights in um school yeah we then had to do we were given a reading list we had to pick a book from the from the reading list and then do like comparison essays and things like that okay and that was when I first 
read Northanger Abbey. Okay. Um, and so, so there's a there's a there's a there's a gothic element to both of them. Okay. So I reckon that you should probably try that one next. Okay. Is that um, foundation accepted. Yeah. I feel like I should have done like a. <laughs> 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 a boot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's the um, Nick Hornby's uh, released a new book the end of this year. Um, just like you, which I intend to read um, in the new year. Oh, there's so many. Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah. Yeah, I've never read that. I've had it for years. Yeah. I've just never been able to bring myself to read it because I've always just been so comfortable with the way that it ended. Yeah. That I'm just not sure. I was nervous to be interested about it because after, like you said, after reading the books I was happy with the way those the originals were closed off um but um I was asking a friend and she was like it doesn't detract from it detract from the so I was like okay I'll give it a shot and then I had it for my birthday earlier this year so that is on that's also on my reading list um yeah there's there's plenty there's plenty to keep me busy (laughs) Um, yeah. Anything in particular that you are looking forward to reading? Um, well, I've got the Eve of Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. I read the first one last year and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The second one came out this year and I didn't get round to it, even though I've, I've been eyeing it up. It's on my bookcase and I can see it in the background. Every time I walk past it, I'm like, oh, I need to read that. Yeah. But now I'm wondering, do I wait for book three to be released and then reread the whole trilogy in one go so I can just... So I'm really looking forward to reading those. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got so much to read at the moment that I just feel... I I want to continue with the classics, but I don't think I'm going to put the pressure on myself to read every other book as a classic because it no. didn't work out for me last year. I think when you're getting... When you're trying to, like, introduce yourself into reading classics, I think you have to do it because you feel like it because you want to I don't think like forcing yourself into it like like reading every other as a classic I think will put put you off more than it will intrigue you yeah I mean I think when I started doing it it worked out okay because the first couple of classics I read I really enjoyed yeah and once I hit that wall of finding one that I didn't like then all of a sudden I was like oh wait I'm not gonna like them all oh (laughs) <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was not a very pretty realisation yeah um, I've got this year the seventh book in the Lucinda Riley Seven Sisters series that's mm-hmm. coming out so that's the seventh and final book in the series yeah and I started reading the Seven Sisters um, when the first book came out and I bought the next book every year I've got most of them in hardback because I've bought them the day like they've come out yeah I've pre-ordered them and I've bought them and I've started reading them the day that they arrived so I'm very excited for the seventh book yeah to come um because I love Lucinda Riley which I'm sure we're probably gonna have to do an episode about at some point obviously obviously and I think I'm probably gonna read White Fang next year because I promised you I'd read it yeah um I'm really nervous about that by the way (laughs) I know you are (laughs) And I might read um, Lainey Taylor again because I absolutely adored Lainey Taylor books. They're just so. Um, there's. 
I'm sure they're referred to as a duology, but I just don't like that word. Right. It's just a pair. Yeah. You know, it's just two books in the series. Um, there is Strange the Dreamer and Music of Nightmares, and I just adored, I read those at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and I just absolutely fell in love with them. So I'm hoping to read those again this year. I've just, you know, I've got so many books. I really want to read Caraval Same. as well. Have you heard of that one? No. Yeah, I really, that's a trilogy as well. Yeah. I really want to read the the Witcher series as well. Yes. And I really want to read the Outlander series mm-hmm. as well. I feel like I'm falling behind a bit with my fantasy at the moment. Need to catch up, mate. You need I to mean, catch up. The Outlander series has been out for like quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And again, there's like a good seven or eight. And The Witcher's about seven or eight. But to be fair, that's probably going to be my reading list for the whole year because I can't fit anything else in, I don't think. Well, you'd be surprised how quickly, if you read The Witcher's series like I did, you'd be done in a month. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. You'd be surprised how quickly you can get through them. Um, yeah. Well, this has been <laughs> a little bit longer than our normal episodes. Has it? Uh, yes, it has. Um... Yeah, yeah exactly. but then, you know, we were talking about lots of books from I a mean, whole year, yeah, so fair, all's fair, really. Our episodes are normally, what, like, between 30 and 40 minutes? Yeah. And that's talking about one book, and occasionally go on off on a tangent about similar books. Yeah. But we've probably talked about, I mean, you read, what, 40 books last year? Yeah. And I read, like, nearly 30. Mm. So we've talked about a wide variety of books in this episode. We have. We have. Yeah. And I think we've actually, you know, in our first, our very first year of being a podcast. Yeah. We were born in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) But we have talked about quite a few different types of books already this year. Yeah. I think we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. I'm really looking forward to what next year brings. And hopefully we'll get lots of listeners, lots of suggestions. Yeah. If there's anything you want to see us talk about in 2021. Let us know. Definitely. And happy new year, guys. Yeah, happy new year. See you in 2021. Bye. Bye.